0: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to TV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say good morning to everybody. And uh, I also want to uh, say hello to my B1 family. B1 means we're black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list, Black First means we want to be economically intelligent. Black First means we want to break generational curses. Black First means that we are going to make sure our kids are in a good position long term. Uh, it is There's ig- uh, education over ignorance. So if you agree with that philosophy, put a B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 uh, if you agree with that philosophy. So what's going on, Hodge? Uh, uh, shout out the city that you're from. Let me know what city you're from as you come into the chat. Also, if everybody can hit the thumbs up button uh as you come in. And uh also uh what's up on Instagram? My Instagram is the real boys watkins. And so uh, I'm gonna have a conversation with you uh today that is um really a conversation that only about 10%, 5% of the black community is even gonna pay attention to. Uh only 5% of the people are gonna pay attention because unfortunately uh we are un- uh, we have a lot of addiction to uh, worthless information. We have an addiction to ignorance. We have an addiction to uh, passing over opportunities. We have an addiction to uh, doing things that'll keep us uh, ass backwards and always a day late and a dollar short. And uh, But some of us have overcome the addiction. Some of us have gone through a detox where our goal is to actually not leave our kids with no wealth. Uh, our goal is to not Uh, destroy our families. Our goal is to not end up uh, bowing down to the white man at every available turn. Our goal is to not end up in situations where we feel economically trapped. So uh, this is a conversation I'm going to have with you. That I believe is very important for you to uh, uh, pay attention to because this is going to make a big difference for you and your children and your life. And uh, also at the end, if you stick around to the end, I will give you a stock. There's a stock that I just bought a lot of shares in that, uh, based on my research, I believe is going to do very well this year. And I will share that stock with you at the end of the video. So just hang out to the end, and I'll uh, I'll make sure I share it. All right, so let me ask y'all a question. Give me a yes or no in the chat. Give me a yes or no. How many of you? Have ever been in situations where you noticed that people were coming up to your door and trying to buy your house? Has anybody seen that? Or, or your grandma's house or your parents' house? How many of you know somebody who has said, Yeah, there are people coming through my neighborhood and just buying up houses and knocking on everybody's door and making offers to buy houses? Has anybody else noticed this? Uh, I noticed this. My parents, my parents told me uh, as we were making the estate plan for my parents, they said that every single month, they get a call, at least one call, sometimes two or three, from somebody trying to buy their house, uh, trying to offer above market prices to buy their house, and and uh, they said, "Man, my daddy said I'm not selling, I'm not selling, I'm leaving this to my kids." And uh, sometimes the offers, Jason, are terrible, but some of the offers are pretty good. Uh, it all depends on the company, I think. Uh, in fact, I bought a property in Atlanta. Uh, my wife and I bought. We 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 have some rental property, and I bought a new property in Atlanta. And I kid you not, within one week of the time I bought that property. Somebody was texting me and calling me trying to get an offer or trying to get me to take their offer to buy the house. And I was like, damn, dude, I just moved. I just bought the damn thing. Like, really? Like, how fast are y'all moving? Uh, My grandparents, their house, uh, the house they lived in for about 60 years was bought uh, in the same kind of way. Uh, Maybe not 60 years. I think they lived there from uh, uh, what was it? Maybe like um, 1960 something till about 2007. Something like that. So maybe forty some years. I said sixty years. I meant to say forty some years. Uh, their house got bought, and I, I looked the house up. And let me just say this this house is in the hood. You know, y- y'all know I'm from Louisville. Uh, shout out to Brianna Taylor uh, and Greg Greg Wilkins. Those are two black people that we we well one that we know about, the other one we don't. But Greg was my homeboy, and he was also murdered not too far from Brianna's house. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, <coughs> Kentucky is where I'm from. And uh, and, uh, and 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 the thing is that. Um, you know, when you talk about these properties, I I know that my grandparents, their house is in, which was in Louisville was in kind of like in, in a really bad neighborhood. And I noticed, I looked up the house just to see what happened to grandma's house. And what happened was that somebody bought it. They fixed it up super nice and made it look completely different. And the price is like literally triple what, uh, the house would have sold for back in the day, maybe, maybe four or five times greater than that. And so, uh, here's the deal. This is what I'm trying to share with you. There is a big, 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 big adjustment right now occurring in the real estate market. there are major corporations, Wall Street companies, but not just Wall Street, but companies all around the world, not just in the US, but all around the world that are going around the earth and buying thousands and 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 thousands of houses. They're buying lots of houses. And you know what they're doing? They're turning right back around and renting them to you. They're renting them to you. Uh that if you so if you wonder want to know why the price of a uh, of, of the average home in America or the median home price in America went up from maybe a hundred and something to uh, to low two hundreds to over three hundred and something thousand dollars, that's why. Uh, In fact, I think 300,000 now won't even really get you a decent house anymore in a lot of places. And so, uh, and some of you that live in Atlanta and other cities, you've seen this up close. Uh, You've seen these companies coming in and just scooping up all the houses. If you live in Detroit, you've probably seen it there too. And y'all know that they're going to come for the black neighborhoods first. Y'all know that black people are the first ones that they're going to come after. And let me explain to you why black people are the first ones that they come after. Well, because one of the things that these companies do is they look for people that are in economic distress. They look for people that are in economic distress. And uh, how many of you know a black person (laughs) who lives in a house who's got financial problems? (laughs) Who's in more greater economic distress than than African-Americans who uh, maybe uh, were raised in families where nobody left you an inheritance? Nobody even had life insurance. They died and left no life insurance. Uh, You went out into the world and maybe you got saddled with a ton of student loan debt. So now you got to serve the corporate plantation to pay back this debt that in many cases will never be repaid. Half of all black college graduates default on their student loans. And so uh, ultimately, uh, a day late, dollar short, paycheck to paycheck, that unfortunately is the lifestyle and the culture thats uh, that we're indoctrinated into at an early age that ultimately leaves us to uh, basically become white supremacists. We end up kind of kissing up to people that run these companies and begging them for opportunities. So uh, ultimately, these companies, they're already here. They're coming. There are going to be more of them. Uh, the Wall Street uh, Wall Street analysts are basically talking about how amazing the ROI, the return on investment is from buying up houses and then flipping them and renting them. And so they're they're going to increase this. This is an early part of this trend. Maybe 1% to 2% of the houses are owned this way. It's going to grow. It's going to grow because the money's there, and Wall Street has an endless supply of money and endless access, an endless amount of access to capital, so they're going to continue to do more of this. Now, do me a favor. If you could, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, uh, just a reminder, I'm going to do a Black Wealth Bootcamp in Los Angeles on March 10th, so if you'd like to spend a couple days with me and do a deep dive training, Uh, We're going to do a deep dive training on my new book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, which is designed to help any group or family to uh, create a pattern of generational wealth that will last for the next 200 years. I kid you not. That's the name of my new book. And I thought about this for many, many years as I wrote it. Uh, If you'd like to join us, just go to BoyceWalkins.com. It'll also give you a chance to spend a couple of days networking with like-minded people so you can form investment clubs and you can work together and create your own economies and your own possibilities. You guys know what I do. You know what I believe. I believe in wealth and black wealth. And uh, and I know what I'm talking about, my PhDs and this stuff. So I'd like to spend a couple days training you on this. So we're literally going to sit down, take notes, and I'm going to have slides and I'm going to break all this down for you so that when you walk away, you will be transformed, not just into the best investor in your family, but you will be an economic dominator after I'm done with you. When you're done, you will be the perfect investor. You will be at a level that you can't even imagine. And I can show you exactly how to get there. So feel free to join us. Just go to boyswalkings.com. The link should be right there, as well as the link to the book. If you'd like to get a copy of the book all that good stuff. All right. So um so the other point here that I want to throw in here is that uh that with with these houses that that are being bought the reason that this is a concern that that Wall Street and these corporations around the world are buying up houses and, and renting them back to you is because it kind of fits into, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you maybe have heard people. How many of you have ever heard people talk about things like the New World Order and and there are people that are working, the Rothschilds and these other secret groups, or the, the Illuminati and all these groups are getting together and pl- making a plan for world domination and controlling people in certain ways. Well, I, I don't know if you've heard these conspiracy theories, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you truth. But here's the thing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that there's always a plan for you. Meaning, uh, I'm not talking about God's plan. I'm not talking about a plan that's good for you. I'm talking about a plan that somebody else has for your life. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You know, if you start talking to me about rituals and Illuminati, you know, I'm not gonna say it's not possible. I'm sure everything's out there, you know, <laughs> like some of that stuff looks a little weird, you know. Uh, but 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 I but I will say to you that I am a hundred percent certain that there are plans being made by those in power um to uh to do what capitalists do, which is to to extract wealth for their investors. I, I do believe that. I believe that to the core of my soul. So in a way, it's kind of like I'm half rational half conspiracy, meaning like, it's like, if you show me a ship in the sky and you say, I think aliens are on that ship. I'm the guy who says, Oh, come on. Those are not aliens. That's just a spy balloon. But if you say, Hey boys, do you believe that there is life on other planets? I'm going to say, absolutely. There's got to be life on other planets. The universe is too big for for us to be out here by ourselves. It's way too big. Right. Do you follow what I'm saying? Right. So this is, this is what I relate to. I relate to the people that are rational, but leave their mind open for possibilities with an understanding that somebody is scheming on your ass. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody out there, there are people out there, there are people that sit in rooms and I've been in some, I've been invited into these rooms. That's how I know they exist. When Obama was getting elected, I was invited into some of these rooms. I, you know, you're talking to a guy who sat next to Al Sharpton for hours and hours, and I was listening and picking things up and watching how people move when they were trying to get black people to support this new presidential candidate that nobody knew about named Barack Obama. They sat there and they said, how do we, what do we have to do to get black people to really love this guy, right? And it worked, right? You saw the results. And again, I'm not saying that it's bad or sinister. You may like the guy. I'm not saying you should dislike him. I'm saying these schemes do exist. They do occur, right? So, So here's what I'm saying to you economically speaking, the reason that this whole idea of saying, okay, we're going to take this one area where people tend to become owners and have real power, and we're going to turn them into renters so that we can transfer the power back to ourselves. This is concerning because if you look at most of the data, all I did was, you know, in my PhD program. And when I was on the faculty of Syracuse, all I did was look at data. The data shows this, it shows That when you're talking about upward mobility from lower class to middle class, eight, eight, nine times out of 10, that upward mobility was driven by one factor. Do You know what that is? Home ownership. Home ownership is the number one factor that drives people from poverty to the middle class. So if you started from the bottom, now you're here. A lot of it's because at some point, somebody bought a house and owned a home. Why is that? Well, because that's the one place where you're paying your rent every month. You're, you're building wealth on autopilot. The best way to build wealth is through automated, uh, consistent, repetitive systems. So you're automatically going to pay your rent because you need a place to live. And every time you're paying your rent, that money's going into a little bit piggy bank for you. It may not have the best ROI, but it's a place where you're saving money, right? Being a bad investor is better than being no investor at all. Getting a low rate of return is better than spending your money because when you spend your money, you get a negative 100% rate of return. So if I had a choice between investing in something that only gave me back 80% of my money versus investing in spending, which gives me 0% of my money back, I'm going to choose the bad investment over the spending any day of the week. In fact, imagine if you... Uh, had taken 10 20 percent of your income for the last 20 years and you put it into an investment and only 80 percent of your money was uh was still available today think about this that means that for the last 20 years you would have 80 percent to show for all the work that you put in all the money that you made during that time all the money imagine if you took just all the money you probably spent on going out to eat over the last 20 years and invested that money and got back 80 percent of that money you'd be rich right now you'd probably have 50 80 hundred thousand dollars in the bank right now right so so my point is to say that home- Homeownership is not a perfect vehicle to wealth, but it is an important vehicle to wealth. It is one of those things that does make a difference. And and so when, when companies are coming along trying to undermine that, that worries me because a lot of people are going to miss out on their chance of having wealth. If you want to know the other variable that drives you from middle class to upper class, you know what it is? Stock market participation participating in the stock market. Why do you think I'm constantly begging you, begging you to buy stock for your kids? I'm begging you to do something for your kids. I shouldn't have to beg you to do something good for your kids. I shouldn't have to beg you to do something that's good for yourself. I shouldn't have to beg you to do something that's good for your family. You should be doing that already. You should be doing that anyway. But I'm begging you to consider what I'm saying. I've looked at the data. That's all I did was write research papers on this topic. And I'm telling you, stock market participation, even if you do it poorly, is is far better than just spending all, tricking all your money away, right at the mall. So, uh, so, 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 ultimately, what I would say to you is this: ownership is a privilege that we have in this generation that your children probably won't have. How many of you have seen the studies? Give me a yes in the chat if you've seen any of the studies that basically say that um, that millennials are having trouble. Getting ahead like their parents. How many of you have seen those studies that say millennials, uh, millennials and generation Z? I think that's the generation after millennials. I get the generations all mixed up. Um, um, uh, yeah. So, so how many of you have seen those studies where they say that millennials and generation Z that they're having trouble buying homes? Uh, how many of you have seen the studies that say that a lot of the generation Z's, whatever, whatever that generation is behind millennials, if I said it wrong, just forgive me. I'm talking about people in their 20s and 30s right? Still living with their parents, ain't got no money, can't, can't get into the economy that they didn't want to. Like It's like the economy is a freeway and the freeway is moving so fast, they can't get onto the on-ramp. There are no on-ramps or the on-ramp, their, their car goes 20 miles an hour and you can't get on the Autobahn where everybody else is driving 90, 100 miles an hour. You can't get up enough speed to get onto the on-ramp. That's what's happening to a lot of your kids. Well, guess what? It's going to be worse for their kids. It's going to be worse. You know, and, uh, and and I talked to a, a black woman today who told me that she said that she asked all her friends. How many of you know of a, uh, a 20 to 25 year old in your family that is doing well right now? That's really doing good. And none of them could think of anybody. And I said, that's really, really crazy. I said, because uh, I was doing very well when I was in my 20s. I didn't have a whole lot of money, but I had a whole lot of momentum. I didn't have a whole lot of cash, but I had a whole lot of hustle. You know, I didn't have, I, w- I wasn't on top of the world, but I was climbing like a mug, right? So I didn't understand that. I and I, And I said to her, I said, well, you know, part of it is, my father having my father there made a big difference to me, and I think that people forget how important fathers are for boys when it comes to motivating them, pushing them, kicking them in the butt. You know, I, I said, and I, in fact, I said to my wife, I said, imagine if your our girls didn't have you there constantly yelling at them, telling them what to do, etc. I said, what if they only saw you once a month? I said they would be very different. They would be getting over. They would be lazy. They'd be they wouldn't be doing anything. But you're on them. You're training them. You're they're watching you. You're constant excuse me, constantly with them. So if you think that the father's not being there doesn't matter, then that's like saying that the mother's not being there wouldn't matter, and that's just simply not true. So, so, and I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but that's just a little bit of game in terms of, of wealth and success and prosperity. But the other factor that's happening, and the other reason why it's very, very important to fortify our family units and make sure that our young people are getting the guidance they need is because the game is getting harder to play. This economy ain't playing with you. These capitalists ain't sitting around feeling sorry for you. Your government is damn near gonna go. Is damn near in a financial crisis because they can't even. That they're they're gonna have trouble dealing with this debt ceiling issue that could crash the entire global economy, right? So so ultimately, um, you know, I I wish things were better. I wish it was easy, uh, but I can tell you this: the number of opportunities you have right now probably will will not will 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 go will be cut in half in the next. Fifteen to twenty years. So by the time your youngest is an adult, they're gonna have a hell of a time. You, you think it's hard now? It's gonna get harder over time because capitalists—they don't take a day off. They—you've got people that sit around and think about all the different ways they can get your money every single day. That's all they think about. And then, and and and, and but you over twerking, you know, you over watching, you know, blueface and and that uh, Chrissy and Rock or whatever, and, and and getting into whatever's going on in hip hop. They're actually figuring out how we gonna get grandma's house, so we can make an ROI for our investors. How are we gonna get these consumers to spend money, so that they can buy a bunch of worthless crap from us, like more uh, more Louis bags and Gucci bags? Uh, They're thinking, how can we get more of these people, particularly Black people, to come and work for us, so they can build wealth for our families? So ultimately, um, you know, it's it's important for you to make an adjustment, whatever that may mean. All right. Now, someone says, what if you don't understand stocks? I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's what we do in the Black Business School. That's all I talk about and think about every day is stocks. And in fact, in a second, I'll give you guys the stock that I like right now. Uh, the first thing about stocks is, number one, you don't actually have to really be an expert to actively, consistently participate and build wealth in the stock market. Burton Malkiel wrote a book in 1971 called A Random Walk Down Wall Street. And, uh, and part of uh, his research was he's, he used monkeys and he showed that monkeys can actually build wealth in the stock market. So it's easy. So if you're smarter than a monkey, then you can invest. It's an, it's really straightforward and I can get you started and show you in 10 minutes. Uh, in fact, um, if you go to my website, voicewalkins.com there's plenty of stuff there. Some of it has a fee. You can join us in class if you want, but you don't even have to do that. Some of it is actually 100% free. So all that is available to you. Um, you know Um, The thing about it, what I need you to understand here, and I've, I've made this point, I'm going to keep on making this point, is that you're not in a battle of like access to information. This is not a battle of knowledge. This is not a battle of like, oh my God, black people don't have access to the knowledge that we need. No, we got access to the knowledge. How many of y'all got a cell phone? Anybody got a cell phone or a laptop? If you ain't got a cell phone, you got a cell phone or a laptop. Give me a yes if you own a cell phone uh, in your your house or in your pocket right now. Give me a yes if you own a cell phone. If your answer is yes to that question, then you have access to all the information that you will ever need to do almost anything you want to do in your life. The cell phone is a walking university. You're talking to a guy who taught on many college campuses. There's no college. I've taught at Indiana University, Syracuse University, University of Kentucky. No university I've ever taught at has more knowledge in that school than you have in your pocket on your cell phone right now. So this is not a battle of access to knowledge or access to information. That's not the battle. The battle is culture. The battle is culture because culture shapes your values. Culture is what determines uh, where what information matters to you. You know, uh, do you care more about learning how to invest and build for your family or are you using your phone to go and chase women on, on a dating app? Are you you using your cell phone to uh, learn how to buy real estate, or are you using that cell phone to figure out um, if Rihanna's pregnant or not? Uh, Are you not? Not that you can't do both. Not that you can't do both. Maybe she is pregnant. I think I saw that she was right. So it's not to say that you can't participate in the world. I participate in the world. I I watch everything. I see everything. However, I prioritize. You're not gonna see me worried more about what Rihanna or what Jay-Z is doing than more than what, than what I'm thinking about, what my family is doing or what my kids are going to be doing or what me and my wife are doing. Me and my wife, we're the Beyonce and Jay-Z of this house, right? So, so what I'm saying to you is not, uh you know, forgetting about what's happening in the world or that you can't enjoy entertainment or you, that you can't live your life. I'm saying prioritize, you know, build that family empire. You're sitting on millions of dollars and millions of, in, in terms of wealth and possibility, just by what you're pouring into your children, just by what you're teaching each other uh, when you're in those spaces where you're with people that you love and you're saying, okay, how do we build together? Right? So ultimately what I would say to you is, is that, that all this stuff is coming. It's never going to go away. Um, you know, I know people talk about racism, but white people are not going to stop being white. They're not going to stop looking out for their own interests. And I do not blame them one bit. Uh, Asian people are not going to stop looking out for their interests. I don't blame them one bit. Jewish people ain't going to stop being Jewish. I don't blame them one bit for looking out for their interests. My question would be for you Black people is, what is your interest? What are you looking out for? What are you defending and protecting? What are you investing in and growing? What are you pouring yourself into? And if you can't answer that question, then I encourage you to sit down, and have a meditation, and ask yourself those questions and make it very intentional. All right. So uh, I promise you, I'd give you a stock that I like, the stock that I literally just bought just now. And I'm definitely going to do that. If you could first, uh, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I want to remind you also that this podcast is also on Spotify. If you go to Spotify and look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown, you can find it there. And uh, also we have if you want to educate your kids on your own, we have materials that we develop specifically for. Black children. They cover every grade band. Uh, they're called Financial Workbooks and they cover stock market investing, uh, general investing, real estate, et cetera, entrepreneurship. So if you're interested, just take a look at financialworkbooks.com. That URL's on the screen. That's financialworkbooks.com. And also, my website is boyswalkins.com. If you want to join me for the Black Wealth Bootcamp, that's going to happen in Los Angeles uh, on March 10th. All right. So the stock that I like right now that I just bought, um, I just bought a, a bunch of shares in this company based on my research, is General Motors. GM. GM is the ticker symbol. And so um I'm buying shares of GM. And what I do is I just buy stock, I buy stock the way, you know, the way some people buy shoes. You know, I, I just love it whenever I get extra money. I just add more stock to the portfolio. It's very um easy to do, it's very empowering, you know. Like I love it as a black man. I love as a black man, I get a sense of pride in saying I own a piece of that. You know, when GM is making cars, my family's getting money. You know, when Amazon has a good earnings report. My family gets more money. That makes me feel good. I love being able to say that to my black wife. I love being able to say to her, we made money this week because Jeff Bezos and Amazon made money this week. I love telling her like, oh, Uber went up. Uh, You know, People are using Uber more. Our family's making more money because of Uber, right? So I kind of want you to get that feeling. It's very empowering to participate in the economy as opposed to sitting on the sideline and being mad because other people were in the game. It's not that hard to get in the game. It's also not that hard to change your culture, but you have to be very deliberate, very intentional about it. Um, you know, so uh, it's it's like, for example, uh, Juiced Up Reese. I see Juiced Up Reese's in here. That's 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 my home girl. Uh, she has a great a great brand, and she t- talks a lot about. Uh, health and and uh, and just what we put into our bodies. Uh, and, and it's very intentional. And that's what I love about it. Well, the same thing is true when it comes to wealth. Uh, you got to be very intentional about it because unfortunately you don't have a country or a society that's going to encourage that. If you're waiting for the public schools to ever start teaching you uh, relevant economic literacy, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life because this system does not have an incentive to have Three hundred million people that are financially intelligent. If they had 300 million financially intelligent people, you know what would happen if the whole country embraced economic intelligence at a, at a, on a mass scale? You know what would happen? The economy would crash. The entire economy would crash because 70% of the U.S. economy is driven by consumer spending. It's driven by you going to the mall. It's driven by you showing up for Black Friday at Walmart. It's driven by you buying things. You feeling like you got to keep up with the Joneses. And that is all a matter of mind control. Uh, a lot of the economy is also driven by you getting up and going to work for, for a corporation. That's why corporations were flipping out after the pandemic. What happened during the pandemic? During the pandemic, People were figuring out something. I've been talking to my wife about this for years. I said, You know, you don't realize how much of your life you're missing when you're spending 40 hours a week at work. You, you don't know, you don't understand that you're missing a chunk of your life when you're spending more time with your boss than you're spending with your kids. Do you, do you know that you give a hundred thousand hours of your life to a corporation by the time you're dead? I used to say these things and she didn't really get it because she went, got up and went to work every day. But during the pandemic, she got it. During the pandemic, people sat at home and they started reflecting. During the pandemic, they sat at home and got an opportunity to see all the things they were missing while they were at work all day. And then they said, man, hell to hell with that. I'm not going back. Well, the corporations started flipping out because they said, man, we need people that are going to become corporate slaves that are going to help us continue to make our wealth for our shareholders. So they were stuck in a pickle. So now they're working hard to collapse the economy in certain ways to push you back into work. The unemployment rate is lower than it's been in decades. They don't like that. They don't want the unemployment rate to be low. They want it to be a little higher. So you'll feel a little bit of urgency like, oh man, I got to, they don't want you to have savings that allows you to kick it at the crib. They want your savings to dwindle and for you to go back to where you are hustling to get that one or two jobs that might be available to you. Everything's kind of designed to be a little bit like a trap, like the way you might control animals, the way you might control sheep or cows is you might say, well, they're all going over here. So we got to block that off so we can make them all go over there. Right. So. So. So, again, I'm not sitting here trying to say that everything is a conspiracy, but I am here to say that there are people that uh it, such that if you do not have a plan for your life, believe me, somebody else got a plan for your life. If you don't make a plan for your kids, guess what? Massa got a plan for your kids. If you don't make uh if you don't work with intentionality to get where you want to be, then somebody has a place where they they're going to tell you to go. And they're gonna exploit you and get something from you instead of you getting something from yourself. So that's my two cents. That's what I believe. That's I'm sticking to it. Uh, so anyway, the stock of the day is G- General Motors. Uh, I hope that it works out. If <laughs> hey, I'll be in there with you, I literally bought a bunch of shares of that stock this morning. Also, uh, I would encourage you if you have Spotify or Apple, uh, if you could go look up the Doctor Boyce breakdown and uh, you can subscribe there. You can listen to this podcast in the car. Uh, last but not least, uh, those of you who've asked uh, how to how you can advertise your black owned business on this platform, if you go to Doctor at boysfinance.com. Uh, there's a URL on the screen, drboysfinance.com is where you can go uh, if you'd like to get a Dr. Boy shout out. And, uh, and if you have a black owned business, you know we can sponsor each other, support each other. So I will rep your business. I will get you customers and, uh, and you support the platform. That's how traditional media works. We're not a traditional media platform. I'm not trying to be on CNN or ABC or NBC. We're building an economy that requires a different type of thinking. So one of the things that I'm uh, basically inviting you to do is if you have a business, if you have a book, if you have a platform. If you have anything you want to promote, uh, feel free to go to DrBoysFinance.com. You support us. We'll support you. That's how everybody wins. So God bless you guys. Please have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll check in with you a little bit later. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Here we are, clandestine isms, cataclysm, greats. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to code sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own, educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees. Triple 10. through PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. voice TV. Here we are.